0: Hello everyone, you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics and ancient healing arts to develop my own system that has amplified results with thousands of my clients and healing students. When you are ready to be able to transform your life and the lives of others, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energizeme to discover more about my program for helping healers and coaches thrive and grow their business connect with me at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment to have a conversation about this. I've got space on my calendar just for you. Today I am so very pleased to introduce to you Leah Bales. She, like many people who have felt called to help others recover from the incurable, suffered her own night of the dark soul. This then woke up woke her up to the extraordinary power of healing within that led her to a 20 year career in holistic wellness. Leah blends a master's in psychology with extensive experience in education, spirituality, theater, energy, medicine, mind, body, healing, yoga, qigong, and expressive arts. And if you don't think anything any of those things are related, <laughs> believe <laughs> me they really are. It's mm-hmm. really a beautiful package. So like many of us in the healing space, she's mastered a number of highly effective skills. She is so passionate about spreading the word that she hosts the We Are More radio show and has other various other interview series, meditation, wellness curricula, and written articles and the book, Take Back Your Life, Moving from Chronic Pain to Lifelong Healing, and that will be in the show notes, so you can uh, be sure to look, you know, look that up. Leah offers group and VIP mentoring and select keynotes to lead those out of pain and into thriving. Welcome to the show, Leah. I'm so delighted to be having this conversation.
1: Thank you so much. What a joy to be here.
0: Yeah. So, can you share with us the journey that brought you to where you are now?
1: Well, it, I, actually trace it back to being a teenager, and I was fascinated from very early on with energy and consciousness and had the wonderful experience of having high school teachers who were involved in the human potential movement very early, and my dad was a professor and a lot of his friends were interested in consciousness and healing and you know, some of that stuff back in the early 70s, really early on um, in terms of mainstream awareness of it. Yeah, and that
0: was almost nothing at that time. It was really is. really hard to find information on it.
1: That's really true. Like when I first got interested in yoga, I just had to start learning it from books because I knew there were no teachers around. Now there are you know, teachers everywhere, which is fabulous. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I was really intrigued by that. And I had experiences as a, as really as a child and a teenager in um, expanded consciousness and out of body experience, dreams that were precognitive, knowing things we aren't supposed to know. So, you know, that was in me from very early and I was fascinated by it. Like, and again it's really the roots of what i do now as my we are more radio show we mm-hmm. are more than this reality that we usually agree is it we're more than these bodies more than these roles more than we think we are you know we're able to expand continually to become more of who we really are and i think we're especially called to that in this day and age i think in an evolutionary way we need it we're called to it to become more and your show sure helps people do that you're expanding that consciousness of what healing is and what we're all about
0: so not only not only that you know the idea that we are more it's that the science even shows that we are more right can we know how to get from one dimension to another mathematically we know that the way the you know in the quantum level how probability works right we know that to find something somewhere you it's a probability it's never a certainty and so we know that there's like a lot of really weird stuff that you would never have believed, but, and so science is now taking this look at it, and everybody is all in this 3D time world yep. where, right? So this is really exciting that, you know, so many of us, science and spirituality and, you know, reality are finally coming together, and I'm I'm very excited about this.
1: It's a very exciting time and your show really brings that because you've got that scientific background Mm -hmm. and you can show that as well as your own deep experience with it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a fabulous service that you're offering for this thing that's so needed today.
0: Yeah, we have four generations in our family that have had skills. So, wow, it was, it that's was not great. new to me. I grew up with it. <laughs> that's
1: great. Yeah, fabulous.
0: fabulous. So, so what what happened in your dark night of the soul? You 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 know, in your bio you mentioned you had an, an immune system crash. So, how did that yeah. happen and how did that change your life?
1: So in my early 30s, I had three young daughters, and I was in graduate school and doing my yoga teacher's apprenticeship, and taking care of kids mm-hmm. and you know other people's children as well, and volunteering, and you know I was doing the super mom thing. I thought I could do everything and take care of everybody, and I had goals and dreams that I really wanted to accomplish, and I was really tired. And I kept pushing myself. I got kind of sick and I kept pushing myself. I got more and more tired and I pushed and pushed and pushed myself. And I, I sometimes would realize that I was wishing someone would tell me to slow down. You know And now on Anastasia, I realized someone was telling me to slow down. You know My body, my soul was telling me to slow down and I wasn't listening. And so I pushed and I pushed until I had a real collapse. Mm -hmm. I woke up in the middle of the night, my heart was going crazy. It was pounding and stopping and pounding and stopping. And, you know, it was terrifying. And finally I went to sleep. And the next morning I couldn't move. I was absolutely exhausted. It felt like I'd just been run over by a big truck. And, you know, it was terrifying. and, And everything stopped in my life. And it was one of the best things that ever happened to me, like so often happens, you know, that, the, that big thing that shakes us up, wakes us up. Mm-hmm. Because what it woke me up to was the destructive patterns that I was following in my life. Uh, the way I was not listening to my body, the way I was mm-hmm. pushing myself, I was in that real yang mode, because that's what I thought I needed to do to reach my goals, and my dreams.
0: Right. And that, and because a lot of us, you know, I'm also in one of those, Mm -hmm. I had a very similar experience. Mm -hmm. And um, when you are, when you want to develop something, the Yang world is the male world, the sequential, the tactics, the strategies and all of that. Mm -hmm. And you set out a goal for yourself. At least I did. I set out a goal for myself and all I just did. Oh, that's on the list. That gets done right now. And instead of going, you know, I really need to lay down and rest. Yes. Or I really need a nap. Or I really need to nourish myself well. Or, you know, just something like that. And, so it starts as a whisper. The tiredness is the whisper. And then it just keeps getting louder and louder until somebody finally slaps you upside the head and says, That's right. gotta stop. <laughs> Can't move.
1: Gotta be here. Gotta do something different. And you know, in that place, what I had the very strong knowing. So I, I had some diagnoses. At first, the doctors weren't sure I was gonna live and you know, ruled out some really terrifying, fatal things. But as soon as they ruled out the things that would kill me. I had this really strong inner knowing that my path was not to go from doctor to doctor to get fixed. Mm -hmm. It was to live my life and recreate my health from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And I had this vision of being completely depleted. You know, I could see this big well, this reservoir of energy inside me and there was almost nothing left, just a very few drops left Mm -hmm. in the very, very bottom. And I realized I needed to learn to live and to create and to work toward my goals in a way that didn't deplete that inner reserve, but that kept Mm -hmm. it replenished.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So very much what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. And I can completely identify with your story. Mm. You know, I, I was also very stressed out from being married to an abusive alcoholic. Mm. And so I had that on top of all my ambitions and taking care of children and a big household. And, <laughs> you know, there was no me in the equation. I yeah. wasn't in there at all. Yeah. So, Yeah. And I know that there are a lot of listeners out there that have also experienced the same thing, and some of them are just going the conventional route, you know, taking energy drinks and, you know, taking pills and anti-anxiety medications and blood pressure medications and cholesterol medications and all of these things because their body is, is completely wiped out. And of course, none of those actually really help the real reason why you're there.
1: Yeah. And I think we all have our own path. You know, I would never mm-hmm. say to someone, if you're feeling this way, don't go to a doctor.
0: Oh, but, absolutely. You know, <laughs> you know that, that they, yeah. I, I had great doctors, and mm-hmm. it was through those doctors that I found the path. Great. Through those doctors, right? And a lot of them, them. work in the integratively, a lot of them right. work holistically. So and they provide such an incredible valuable service. And the thing that's really cool is when I was a professor at UW, I would teach physics to pre-meds.
1: Mm, and fabulous. So yeah.
0: I I got to see who they were before they got to med school. Mm. And these are the biggest hard hearted wonderful people you could imagine they all wanted to make a difference in the world like yeah. every single last one of them i don't know how many hundreds of letters of recommendation i wrote hmm. but i would get to know each one before i wrote the letter and they are just really an amazing set of people so you know i want to develop something that we work in concert with them rather Absolutely. than against right
1: and actually that's what my illness led me towards. So mm-hmm. I, you know, in my own healing process I had mm-hmm. wonderful amazing teachers and healers from a variety of traditions that I worked with. Mm-hmm. And then in learning how to activate that healing power inside myself, I wanted to help other people do that.
0: Yeah so, I, so what's yeah. your process from taking from taking in someone to helping them like you know Well for a while
1: what I was doing was working like you said in an integrative medicine clinic so I was a mind body therapist there and I was running pain groups our groups for people with chronic pain and diabetes I was the mind body facilitator and I would work with a doctor and my job which was wonderful was to provide things beyond medicine and surgery for those people with pain and diabetes. Mm and other chronic illnesses. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just being able, like, one of my passions is how can I simplify the things I've learned from energy medicine, from mind-body healing, to make them really, really applicable. So Mm -hmm. I did that for many years, and now I use those same skills, but I'm not really working with people with chronic pain so much, sometimes that. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I work with entrepreneurs and creatives and professionals to help them thrive in their bodies and their minds and their souls while they're pursuing their goals and their dreams. So they don't have to get burned out and depleted and they don't have to push and struggle and do that kind of yanging it up you know that right the left left brain linear yeah that getting stuck in the doing mode so that like one of the big things is how do we access that being place primarily or we could call it the yin place that inner quality and so you know the people now that i work with a lot of um men and women more women than men but men and women who you know are successful they've got big goals and dreams and then there's that feeling of like either they've lost the joy of their life or they're having to push too much you know people like i've lost my happy you know i'm doing all this stuff and it's what i want but i'm i'm not feeling that sense of satisfaction or i'm feeling depleted or running on empty and So I think you had a question for that. you were asking me a question. Well,
0: yeah. So, so I, you know, I really, I know that entrepreneurs and high, high people that perform at a high level, they're very special. Mm, They are very different. Like, you know, when, when people start a business, most of the people around them going, you're crazy. Why don't you just Mm -hmm. go get a job? Right. How you think you're going to make it work? So many businesses fail and they just keep, you know, they keep on you and, 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 they, they don't have a great expectation of you or even themselves and entrepreneurs just go ahead and do it anyway. Mm. And so I, I know, I know. And then when they lose their joy because they get caught in this cycle and they create a new job out of, (laughs) instead of a joy, they create a new job. And I I understand and to be functioning and joyful, that's where that's where because joy is one of the highest human expressions, right? Yes, Yes. And so when they're in that joy place, that's when they can be their most productive and creative. Yes. And, you know,
1: that admirable quality of like you wanting to achieve, you're, you're moving, you're forward, mm-hmm. you're doing that. And yet so many entrepreneurs, I know even some really highly successful spiritual entrepreneurs who've had serious immune system crashes, serious adrenal failures, because they're, we, we do get so caught up in that pushing struggling mode. Like that's the way we need to succeed is just work a little harder and do a little bit more. And right. it, you know, it's a very dangerous, toxic pattern
0: that's very common in our culture. Right, and I always tell, tell myself and other people that we're human beings, not human doings. Yes, <laughs> it's so important to remember, so important. Yeah. So what's a, what's a symptom that people come in with, and then what's a typical result when they work with you?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one symptom is that feeling of just feeling frazzled you know, like, I love my life, I've got a lot going, but I feel frazzled, and also kind of like resentful. I realize, people will say, realize my, my um, fuse is kind of short, and even these things I love, you know, I love this project I'm committed to, I love this mission, I love doing things for my family, but they feel, it, it can be easy to feel resentful even of things we love. Mm-hmm. which is a great sign, you know, so always, you know, and people are like, gosh, why is it? Why do I feel resentful of this? It's like, that's a good thing. It's an indication. It's an invitation to take it a little deeper It doesn't mean you have to give it all up, but to find a different way to be with it. Yeah.
0: yeah so, and a lot of us, a lot of us that start our own businesses, we think we have to do it all, but we don't. That's right. Uh, that's, that's a really, that's a really big one. When I hired a team to help me out, that made such a huge difference for
1: me it 's a huge thing it really is a huge thing and even mm-hmm. before we get to the place where we can hire much of a team, there may be little things we can outsource and you know one of the things I notice a lot with my clients is they 'll realize they are terrible bosses to themselves, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you had a boss I'm, like that, you'd leave the job in two seconds, right? Yeah, I'm the boss from hell,
1: and I'm the boss, you know. <laughs> and so, and that could be quite a realization. I had a client a few months ago who realized that in one of our early sessions. And, and I said, so if you were working in a job and you had a boss who never gave you time off, who wanted to be on call all the time, who had, you know, this whole list of things, what would you do just like oh I would quit <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so I'm like okay let's quit that let's, let's quit, quit that, that so and awesome. create a new job for yourself yeah mm-hmm. let's let go that's not your job anymore it used to be and what's your job description now and what what do you, how can you be the boss you would love to work for how can you be the boss that you would do your best work for and create in a way that really is letting you be your best self and fulfill your purpose in the world
0: so and this is and this is your typical result that they come out from frazzled they come out to being you know being fully embodied and happy
1: yeah feeling great in their bodies feeling that sense of joy a lot mm-hmm. what i hear over and over is oh my gosh i feel more like myself than i've ever felt in my life or more like i've felt since i was a kid or you know i don't ever remember feeling so much like myself and so much joy Mm -hmm. And then, of course, when we're in that place, like you said, when we're in that place of joy and peace and wholeness in ourselves, our work comes more easily. Oh my
0: goodness. It makes all the difference.
1: It makes all the difference.
0: Yeah. And the other interesting thing that happens is because I can hear the other side, they're Mm -hmm. joyful on that side too. And they're always making jokes. Mm. like even when somebody Mm -hmm. is about to die I was working with somebody who was uh, you know right at the edge of dying and he was too young to go so I had to tell him to come back and Mm. you know I would work I would heal him so he was going yeah but that body's trashed and I'm out (laughs) of here and I'm going we take this all so seriously but when it's it's the spirit like trying to figure out is it going to stay or go it goes out so casually yeah like yeah. and and we take this all like so heavy and everything. But, but.
1: I, yes, I do believe that when we connect with the people we love who have left their bodies, the message they usually give us is have more fun. Find yes. the joy in what you're doing. It's all about love and joy. And so we don't need to wait for that, you know, or wait until we're like several of the people I've deeply, I love that. And worked with, you know, have experienced that right at the end of their life. They become softer. They become more open. They realize yeah. what really matters and what didn't matter. And we can all bring that into every moment of our life. We don't have to wait till we're I dying have or have died. Yeah,
0: Right. And I, I accompanied my mom in her last year. I was there almost every day and mm. I watched exactly that, that she became mm. softer and then she realized what was more important, that all those little things that she worried about all the time didn't matter and the other thing is that the first message she sent across after she after she passed she said I don't want you guys to mourn for me I want you to go out and have the awesome lives that I taught you how to have oh what a beautiful (laughs) message to get from your mother (laughs) so amazing cry and then I'd hear enough crying now
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's important to remember that when we're grieving for people who have gone we of course we miss them in their physical bodies you know and we Absolutely. miss them for a long time and over and over and over and yet we're not really grieving for them I mean they they are not in a they're in a great place there and mm-hmm. they are also still available to us
0: they are. And what's funny was that at her funeral, she started glowing brighter and brighter. My daughter is clairvoyant, so she could see it. She started glowing brighter and brighter. And then she was bragging, look, I can do this and I can do that. And look how straight I am and look how beautiful I am. And look, I can do this and I can do this. And you can't. Ha-ha. <laughs> you had a sense of humor, definitely.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, when my dad died, I had been with him and I'd been, we'd, um, it was quite a, a moving experience. We'd had several days that were so powerful. And then in that that morning, I had the really strong message, you need to go home and take a shower. I'm like, well, I could take a shower right here. I'm like, no, you need to go home and take a shower. So I got in the car, started driving away with my husband. He was like, well, why? Are, I don't know. I just got that strong message. I think it was because he couldn't actually leave while I was there, which sometimes happens. Yes. But we're driving along and all of a sudden, Anesthesia, I heard him laugh. And I saw him as if he were 30 and mm-hmm. perfectly in his prime and strong. And he had threw his head back and was laughing and was so full of joy. And then a minute later got the phone call. You know, that was like right mm-hmm. when he passed.
0: Yeah. And, and that's you know, that's what happened with me, because mm-hmm. I was going over to my mom's every day because I live very close to my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And I was going over there every day. And the one day I took off, she passed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and and that happened with my first husband, too. Where he died of cancer. And I'd been with him. And he wanted me with him. But I left the room for a minute. And he left. And I think, you know, there was a part of me I know was, even though I was consciously letting go and you know, working to release, there was a part that was holding on. And I think a part of them that held on to me as well. So, yes, it's true. Yeah. It's true.
0: Powerful. So, Whew, powerful so, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's all part. It's all part of our human experience mm-hmm. and being in joy on this side is yeah. as important as being in joy on the other side.
1: I'm so glad you understand because there are people that I'll talk about the amazing experiences at death and they'll be like, oh, wow. Can we talk about amazing experience about something else and not death? That's so sad and scary, but it isn't. It cracks us open to what's real and cracks us open to more love if we let it.
0: Mm -hmm. It does. It really, it really does. And, you know, I had a difficult relationship growing up with my mom and as I accompanied her over the last few years, as I accompanied her, I was here a lot. You know, I moved back to California just for this. And I'd spent like 26 or 30 years away and I moved back just to be here. And um, it was just like something, I quit my job and I just left. I just picked mm. up and left. And um, the interesting thing was how that relationship became transformed from it. Mm-hmm. And that I got to see her, who her true essence is as the, the, the layers of, of BS got stripped off.
1: Oh, that's so my experience too.
0: Right. The layers get yeah. stripped off and then you get to yeah. see their, their beautiful essence. She was like mm-hmm. an angel. She was yeah. this, this angelic being, you know, the way mm-hmm. she talked and how loving she was. And I'm going, mm-hmm. wow. What a different experience and how, and so this actually points out some of the healing that people really need to do to recover some of those traumatic experiences when they were younger, because that's what brought her to the place that she was and what created that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us have experienced trauma at some point, even being told no when you're little and you want yes, Mm -hmm. can develop into an issue, Right. right? And so, so we need to turn around and look at certain events, like really powerful events in our life with brand new eyes.
1: Yes. Yes. Those eyes. The of soul. adults. Right. And the soul eyes. The eyes that let us see the soul and that let us see the invitation. Mm-hmm. In all those, mm-hmm. the, the joys, the dreams, the desires, as well as the challenges and the things we call failures and heartbreaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they and, all invite us to become more of who we really are.
0: Yes, because if Mm -hmm. something's not working, it's time to change the process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Let's dive deeper into your process and how Mm -hmm. how listeners can benefit from it after the break. Great. I want to remind all of our listeners that you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Today, my very special guest is Leah Bales. When we return after the break, we'll dive deeper into her process to show how you can thrive after a major life crash. You can actually do simple physical manipulations on yourself to change your mental, emotional state, release blocks, and even um, release things like pain in your body. And of course the backup to all of these techniques, the backup is to work out also the spiritual, the emotional, the mental, and then relieve the physical. Um, I have a process that does that. We go through um, one step at a time and clean up all of, so you didn't, whatever condition that you have, whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical, whatever condition that you have, especially if it manifested in the physical, was usually years in the making. You didn't get it overnight, years in the making. One of the ways that I work is I find out when something uh, got manifested in your body like go back to that year and then rewrite the story uncreate the story redo the story so it's as if it never happened it's as if <clears throat> you imagine your life is a tree and here you are at birth and each decision that you make will create a different branch right so you have all these branches of possibilities and you're ending up somewhere along the branch And by doing energy work, it's as if you did not make that decision, and instead you made a different decision, and you end up on another branch. So that's the way I view energy healing with regards to to whatever your life is now. And the great thing is that we are infinite beings of light, powerful beings of light, and we can change our history, and we can rewrite things, and we can create whatever life we want. And I'm ready to have a conversation with you if that's what you'd like to have in your life, either learn it for yourself or to um, have me help you with it. So I have my contact information is scientifichealer.com forward slash contact or scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. So you can either write me or have a conversation with me. And I always answer the, you know, I always answer whatever queries come through and I do it personally because I'm very interested in hearing out, hearing what you would like to hear. Welcome back. You're listening to scientific healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. If you are a healer or coach, you can discover which is the one thing you should pay attention to first to raise your frequency, to get to the next level. To do that, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash action and download the action guide for discovering your biggest challenge to success. Before the break, we were talking to Leah Bales about getting and loving yourself to become well. Let's learn something you can do right away to get started. Welcome back, Leah. I'm so excited to talk about your process further. Thank
1: you. So great to be here.
0: Yeah so um you know a, a lot of times people are wondering like what can what's possible like how far can you come so could you name like one of those really difficult cases and we don't need to know any names but like what mm-hmm. was before and what happened afterwards
1: well kind of relating to what we were talking about you know with simplicity there's um a woman i was thinking about who Came to me, she had a very successful business. She was an artist and a business related to art and very successful. She, she had several degrees and she'd created lots of uh, a wonderful, wonderful business. And she came to me and she's like, I don't even really like it anymore. You know, I don't know why I'm doing it. And I keep pushing and, um, you know, it's just like not that fun. And she said, Nothing's really wrong. My health is good. Everything's fine. But I'm just, something really feels off. And, you know, so this is a great example of someone who wasn't in huge crisis, wasn't like something absolutely awful had happened. It wasn't like the world had fallen in on her. And yet there was that calling in her to do something different. And she knew she needed to. So we really very quickly she realized that her whole life she'd been in that pushing and struggling mode that like the way you get ahead is you push like you and I were talking about earlier you get ahead by pushing you succeed by pushing so she'd gotten through school by pushing she'd gotten great grades she'd gotten kudos in 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 athletics she had achieved you know some awards in athletics and she everything she did was push 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 and she realized this is all I know. This is the only way I know. But as we were talking, she realized she had this longing for something different. In our very first session, we're like, well, if things could be different, what would they be like? And we went into this you know, deep, not in the head process, but a, a body and soul process for what really is wanting to happen in your life. What would you like a year from now? And she had a very, very different vision. And, but it was just really a glimpse. It wasn't the full thing, it was a glimpse. But she realized that she was pushing in her workouts, she was pushing in her work, she was pushing with her family to make things right, and she was tired of it. And so, just by being able to shift into a deeper place in her body, now she was an athlete. But she wasn't very connected with that deep inner flow of her body. <laughs> and, and she'd never really, that, that, that quality even of flowing and of moving from that inner more yin place had never really resonated, but all of a sudden she was feeling hungry for it. So we started talking about it and she was hungry for it. So within a month, she had dropped out of this very aggressive kind of masculine An athletic program that she'd been in for 15 years (laughs) and she dropped out of that community which was a big deal because it was a community that she got a lot of support from and she was living in a very different way with herself and Mm -hmm. after about a month she said I cannot believe how much I'm getting done with way less effort. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just like a mind shift. We were looking at what's the old story. The old story is I've got to push to succeed. I've got to push even though I'm tired. I've got to push and push. And the new story was if I connect with this inner power, if I connect with this inner sense of flow, Mm-hmm. In the world and in myself, I can get more done with less effort. I can get more done with more ease. And her relationships started getting better. Her relationships with men got better, with her family of origin. You know, it was just like, wow, everything felt like there was this kind of magic. And mm-hmm. it was the magic of who she really was that was there that had been kind of pushed down.
0: Mm hmm. mm -hmm. I I completely can identify with exactly what you're saying. And I'm sure that there are a lot of a lot of women, especially that can identify Mm -hmm. with this because we're trying to succeed in a masculine oriented world. And there's a tyranny
1: of that overdoing. And it's not that we have to give up our goals and our external, but first, if we find the being place, first, mm-hmm. if we find that mm-hmm. inner reserve of yen, and, you know, that inner replenishment, then the action naturally arises and mm-hmm. we don't have to push for it to happen. And we get the right action and we get the right ideas. What she said is I'm doing less, but I'm making more from it because I'm listening from that deep inner source place
0: to what wants to happen. And I'm guided through mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. inner really, place. Really, really, yeah. really fascinating. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I used to tell myself that resting And waiting were verbs so I was doing something (laughs) good that's a good way to make that shift yeah and in fact
1: the most important powerful thing we can do yeah and men need it too my husband's an uh, a professional photographer and as well as a fine arts photographer commercial and fine arts and he gets so much done and pushes so much but boy on the days the rare days when he takes what I call hammock time you know he'll go sit in the hammock by the creek or he'll go for you know a wandering walk or he'll just like do nothing he gets these amazing ideas you know these things come for his work from that place that synthesize things he wouldn't think of otherwise
0: you know? yeah, So that's and, what I used my morning walks and runs I used to run six miles before breakfast and now I, I walk about three sometimes five mm-hmm. and 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 it's, uh, I like it solitary, although for a long time, my husband and I did it together, but now he leaves the house very early. So, Mm -hmm. but, but those, those walks, I get things just start flowing, right? It's just like connecting to source, let it come through. Exactly.
1: I, for me, walks are one of the most magical things. That's like one of my best forms of therapy and meditation. Because mm-hmm. we're walking, we're moving and we're breathing and we're in nature usually. And, and we, it really opens up that creative energy. So yes. And there's also,
0: there's also something with the, the way the biochemistry shifts, mm-hmm. that it's almost impossible to be depressed Yes. and upset and in motion. Yeah, in fact, the studies show that
1: exercise outside, doing those things outside, are more effective for depression
0: and anxiety than any medications are. hmm absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So what are one or two tips to help someone get started on that path to recovery? Well, the first thing I would say is to embrace
1: every experience as an invitation. hmm you no, know, it's like, and it just turned instead of like, oh my gosh, this is terrible, this is happening. Or why did I create this? Why is this happening? It's like, ah, what could I learn from this? Mm-hmm. Even the unpleasant, like, ah, what, I mean, embrace it as a learning opportunity and an invitation from your soul to grow into who you really are. So there's mm-hmm. nothing that's
0: bad. It's all redirecting us right. or in- inviting or- us. Right. It's a way to reframe everything that's happened to us. It is. Yeah, right. it really is. The bad things in our past
1: and the things now. And we get to use them and, and be shaped by them. Yeah. Right. So say, oh, that's an attitude. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Well, I, you know, it was the way I looked at being married to my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. He gave me two beautiful kids. He helped me along with my career. Um, you know, we had a lot of laughs together. We had a good time. And then the time was over. And, you know, and that, and my, because of the way, what my nature was, was to try and make nice and to try and smooth everything out, I realized that it was counterproductive. Mm -hmm. And so then when I started standing up for myself, I realized, wow, you know, there's a lot of power in that. So standing up for yourself is a form of self-love. It's Mm -hmm. just saying, you know, draw, here's the line, don't cross it and yeah. you can't take care of yourself and set bound and take care of someone else and set boundaries at the same time
1: yeah i think of that as like part of enlightened selfishness you know the selfishness yes. that helps us connect with what we really need to do and what really lights us up and then we give more to the world
0: yes absolutely. exactly i was just mm-hmm. thinking that very same thing that if we're depleted we have nothing left to give that's absolutely right yeah mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And along with that, then a second thing I would say is take time every day for being. And where whatever it is you do, whether it's you sit out in nature, you know, maybe it's just 10 minutes. But you take time to feel your body, to soften into yourself, to shift out of your head, into your heart, into your belly, into your your beautiful, brilliant body wisdom, and and just be with that, you know, and sometimes that's uncomfortable for people at first, and they may need some guidance with it, but, you know, just like that's where you replenish, that's where you heal, and that's also where you get the guidance for really what's next for you.
0: Yeah, I just I'm just smiling because I think when you watch, it, like I have three young grandchildren, mm. and I I love watching them because that's how they are. They do it naturally, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, every morning and every evening, I because my, one of my grandson's lives with me. Every morning and every evening, I get into play with him, and mm. that's like so much fun and so. It releases so much, and I just say, I don't need to be doing anything else, this is important.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: so, this morning we were playing hopscotch in the kitchen. Ah. i love it i love it
1: yeah play is so important what can you do that just takes you into that play place where you really are just being yeah that's right and
0: he's and he's a total charmer he's right at to the he's two and a half and right at the point where he's like making these very complete sentences and he's got this definite personality that pops out and this morning my daughter puts a bib on him and he got he takes it off. He says, Mama, I don't need this bib. Done with that one, Mama. (laughs) And he takes it off and I'm going like, (laughs) <laughs> and just last week he was like speaking in fra- you know, fragments and now he's like done this complete sentence It is just so much fun, right? It is so much fun.
1: Day. I have two grandsons too. They don't live as close to me as yours do, but oh, it's just incredible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm going to pass by your way on the way to visit the other two there in, oh. there in Bothell, which is near Seattle. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we're going up good. starting
1: tomorrow. <laughs> oh, fabulous. Yeah. Good. Well, and And then one more thing I would say with that is if people are making these changes, they feel something in them that is wanting to change, Mm -hmm. an old story that's wanting to shift, uh, some longing for becoming more, get support. You know, get mm-hmm. support not from the people who say, oh, everything's fine the way it is, or, you know, or... or what the,
0: do you have to complain about? Everything right. is great, right? You look or, great, you're healthy, yeah, you're yeah. making good money, no.
1: That's not the support you need when you're ready to make a change, nor is the support you need like, oh, yeah, I know it's so terrible, you know, that place that keeps you stuck in that victim story. But support from other people, like Anastasia, you know, like my coaching, the people who are helping you grow into who, you really are, you know, whether it's peers or whether it's a coach or whether it's a group, we need support for being able to grow out of our old stories, out of those old patterns into a new, better Mm -hmm. way of being.
0: Yeah. Yes, and a, a being that is more in alignment with your values. So, yes. you know, what you were yeah. saying, when you have a longing or you have this little voice in your head, like oh, when I was working at University of Washington, I was driving to work and almost every day I just wanted to keep driving out of my life. Mm,
1: wow.
0: Right. Oh, and that, wow. that was, you know, and I, I knew that there was something that needed to change and that's when I retired.
1: Right? Good for you. My gosh. And then you started a whole new life. I did yeah (laughs) I actually flipped
0: houses for (laughs) two years and decided I didn't like that so much and then I came I came back to Los Angeles and started um, started working part-time at the university and then developing into this healer so it was transitioning right well, wow. but, but yeah, so so when you have that kind of thought that something needs to change and that you're feeling trapped in your own life,
1: mm-hmm. the life
0: that you created and you sit there and think, Why did I create it? Don't that's the wrong question. Yes, the right question is, How can I transform it? Yes. What's right.
1: next? What's next? What's my next step? What and What's wanting and longing to emerge and come forward?
0: Right. And the reason yeah. why you want a coach is that every coach has a bigger vision for you than you can possibly ever have for yourself because yeah. we've walked the path. You know, you've walked the path. I've walked the path. We know what's possible. We know what kind mm-hmm. of shift. And then after seeing thousands of people shift, yeah, right. And you know, you know that the shift can happen rapidly, you know, it can happen amazingly and you come out the other side and there's no, there's no dollar value for happiness and joy.
1: And for fulfilling who we really came here to be. You mm-hmm. know, when we well, step into that happiness mm-hmm. and joy that we do, we, we affect the world
0: more, we help make the world a better place. Well, the happiness and joy is a symptom
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: of you being in alignment with you and you fulfilling your desires, you being happy, you getting to be who you're meant to be, right?
1: Absolutely. So well said. Yeah,
0: exactly. So um, what is your biggest challenge right now?
1: Well, interestingly, my body's always been a great teacher for me. So early on in my teenage years, I had all sorts of stress-related illnesses and mm-hmm. brought me to meditation and yoga and, you know, had the immune system collapse in my early 30s, and I've had Lyme's disease. And, and, you know, every time it's like, okay, I get to learn a new level of healing. And just in the last year, I've had some weird stuff going on with... Um, which I realize is like energy, but it 's also um, sciatic and and rather than take that as oh my gosh i 'm just getting older and i 've got you know these pains it 's like huh, okay, what can I learn from this? What do I need to shift so i 've been in real process with that lately and was having um, had an interesting week last week at the ocean when I'm walking on the ocean all the time and doing the work and totally went away. And then I came home and came back. So I'm like, I'm listening. You know, I'm not sure where it's going to go, but I have absolute faith that it's going to lead me to a deeper knowing in my body and my soul. So Yes. You know, it's like continual. It's not like we, at least for me and everyone I know, we don't like get it once and it's all done. It's like, ah, okay, what's the next level? How do I get to grow more into this and learn more with it?
0: Right, then, I even hired a coach yeah. because I'm having hmm. a couple of little issues myself. And I said, I said, you know, whatever I learn from this gentleman, and I, I really love him, whatever I learn from this gentleman that I hired, I can pass this on because yes. it will be really invaluable. And I'm like you, I don't believe in aging. Mm-hmm. I, don't think, I don't think that we should ever have to feel bad. I
1: right. don't
0: think that we should ever have to take any medication because the average, you know, my being 65, the average, t- the average number of um, prescriptions that people have in their medicine cabinets at this age is like 17. Oh my gosh! You're kidding. I hadn't heard it was that much. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're you're sitting there going, okay. So all these people are taking all these pills. How horrible mm-hmm. must they be feeling? Yeah. yeah. And this and this is re, leads to a spiral downward of desperation because it, they they you keep because every medication is a poison. Right.
1: And it creates other problems. And so, and yeah. powerlessness, you know, where we're mm-hmm. feeling like the power to heal us is outside in the medication, in the medical authority rather than in ourselves. Now, I want to make sure if anyone's listening to this and you're feeling aches and pains or problems, there's no blame in this, there's no guilt. Exactly. It's, and. Um, We really, most of what we call aging, most of the negative aspects of aging, I do believe are misuse of our body and misuse of our mind. And we have enormous power to be vibrant and healed and, you know, feel fabulous. And when we're not feeling fabulous, don't tell yourself, oh, it's because I'm getting older. Be curious. Be lovingly curious, like, hmm. Hmm. I what is that. It I can do, but don't get into the trap of like feeling guilty because you're feeling those things, you know, that's right. not helpful.
0: Right. But- and I always tell people who are on medication, let's, you know, let's you and I work together and you're going to work with your doctor mm-hmm. and you're going to have your doctor check you. Right. And when it's time, if your blood pressure drops, I'll, let's put it, reframe it, when your blood pressure drops and when your cholesterol goes down, your doctor will remove you off the medication.
1: Right. You don't want to get off of it quickly. You don't want to get it off of it without medical supervision. And I've also worked with, with patients and clients who, when they did need to take something and they were having a really hard time with it, we loved it up
0: you know Mm -hmm. it's
1: like if for this time you do need to be taking that Mm -hmm. love your medicine before you put it in your body love it thank it let it Mm -hmm. be an ally of your healing while you're taking it Mm -hmm. rather than something that you're resisting and that will help lower any side effects it does yeah and then like you're saying you can move toward not needing it as much
0: Right. Well, my husband, when I met him, he was somebody I dated in high school, and then I didn't see him until 2013 again. Wow. So so when I first saw him again, he was 80 pounds overweight and on nine medications, and now he's lost those 80 pounds off again and is on no medications. And he had the classic aging medications. He had blood pressure, cholesterol, pain, he had arthritis all over his whole body mm. um, he was taking a diuretic he, he was just like on even his uh, glaucoma medication is gone mm, right that's so, so great yeah. right and the cataracts have receded now he needs sunglasses outside again <laughs> So, so all of, you know, all of what people tell you aren't, that aren't reversible, they really are. And, nice. you know, and I like to always give the cautionary tale is to always work in concert with somebody who can do lab tests.
1: Mm, good idea. Work, right? when, especially make, when you're on medications and you're trying to get off. Yes, exactly, absolutely. Right. Really there
0: are specialists out there that will help you get off of it. Do, you know, mm-hmm. integrative mm-hmm. medicine doctors and specialists that can right. help get off of it I have a psychiatrist friend that gets people off their anti-anxieties by supplements good right so so we have so we have a lot of resources at hand to find them and if you live in the Los Angeles area you know connect with me I I know a lot of them around here and you know I have really good relationships with a lot of them out here and I can recommend you people
1: fabulous yeah right so and if you're in Oregon, yes. <laughs> in Valley, you can get, connect, get a, you a hold connect. of Leah, right? Yes, I'll help you connect with fabulous integrative medical doctors. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah.
0: how can people get a hold of you? And tell, tell me about, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that that seven step or the seven emails, because it'll help oh, people get started. Right, that's
1: one of my free offers. So if you go to leahbales.com forward slash gifts Um, I have a number of giveaways and one of those is seven, it's a a seven step program to, um, let's see, let me find the the name of it. It's It's, 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 um, it's, seven strategies to transform stress into success that satisfies your soul. So the idea is stress itself isn't bad. You know, it's like we actually can use stress to become more courageous, more creative, more compassionate, Mm -hmm. but it's how we work with the stress. So it's transforming what we call stress into energy that can help us be successful in the way that really satisfies our soul. Right, and there's
0: also a big button on your front page. On my
1: homepage, yes. That one's on my homepage,
0: yes. Right, so it's Leah, L-E-A, Bales, B-A-Y. And we'll have all that in the show notes.
1: Fabulous. People
0: will know. So thank you so much, Leah. This has been a total delight having you on the show. I, you you know, I'm like really thrilled. I can't wait for this to air.
1: Thank you. I love it.
0: And I look forward to talking again. Bye. Thanks so much. You're welcome. And thank you for listening to scientific healing and for our inspiring guest Leah Bales to connect with her again, go to LeahBales.com. L E A B A Y L E S.com. Let's you and I connect, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me to discover more about a new intimate in-depth program designed to help you three thrive as a healer, a coach while building out your practice. When you're ready to learn more, I invite you into a conversation right now. I have reserved time for you on my calendar at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. This is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis Until next time.